What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sweat the Bet, presented by Odds Jam, hosted by yours truly, Matt Modai, aka Jedi Modai, and Andrew Kim, aka the Parlay Doc. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Sweat the Bed podcast brought to you by OddsJam.com. We want to thank our sponsors, Odds Jam. For those of you who are sports betting on a regular basis, and now is the best time because NFL season is in full swing, you have to check out OddsJam.com. Awesome and essential tools for those of you who are sports bettors. Positive EV alerts, easy line shopping guys, bet trackers, arbitrage betting opportunities, all that good stuff. Go check out oddsjam.com. Also check out the player prop app, oddsjam player prop app on the iOS store. Absolutely free for that one. And on oddsjam.com, free and premium tools. Uh, and remember, guys, for those of you um, who want to send us some mailbag questions, email us at sweatthebetoj at gmail.com. I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew Kim, a.k.a. The Parlay Doc on Twitter. And here with me is my co-host, Matt Jedi Modi. What is up, Jedi? How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I uh, I found some website that you just put in a picture and it creates, um, you put in a picture of yourself and it, it creates a picture of you as a Jedi. So I feel like I might <laughs> as well fully lean in to this Jedi Modi thing that we're going with. So if you check out my uh, Twitter handle at Jedi Modi, you will see my new profile picture. That's on Twitter. right. I thought I saw. I thought I saw you in like a Jedi robe or something. I yeah. Was, I was. I was scrolling through it so fast. Awesome. Full. Full on. I. If If you guys don't know, uh, you know, Matt and I, we both love Star Wars, so I fully embrace the whole the whole Jedi moniker here. So I, I love it. I love, yeah. I, and I, I love all of it. To be fair, I did not coin that nickname. Someone called me that in college just because it rhymed. <laughs> That's literally how, how he just it's only. <laughs> It was only one person in the entire world called me Jedi Modi, but it was a legitimate nickname. That's what he called me. So, gotcha. All right, guys. So, so guys, welcome to our podcast, another full on podcast episode of Sweat the Bet, but brought to you by Odd Jam. And today we are going to be focusing on a handful of about three NFL week three games. We decided to kind of narrow it down, talk a little bit more detail about some of these games. Um, and then after we go through some of these games, our angles, our perspectives, what our predictions are, um, we're going to go through some of our best bets. I cooled off a little bit, unfortunately, but Matt is still on a hot streak. So we are a combined. It looks like if I'm not mistaken, Matt, are we what? Eight and four? You're five and one? Or yeah, what's your, yeah you're, you're five and one. I, I cooled off to an even three and three, but all together eight and four. So we'll take it. We'll That's take profitable. It. That's, That's profitable. profitable. So we'll try to keep it rolling guys. So again, a few NFL week three games, some best bets. So stick around and we will now kick it off with our traditional sweat, no sweat for our sweat, the bed podcast. I'll kick it off like usual. So here's my statement for you. Obviously that was one of the most insane, insane fourth quarter comebacks. Uh, by the Miami Dolphins, and maybe I don't know if it's comeback or just total collapse by the Ravens, but either way, a little bit of both, a little bit of both craziness. So um, this is not something I really believe in, but just more a statement. I want to hear your opinion, opinion on it, because you already kind of know my thoughts on Tua um, in the big <laughs> picture. But so right now, and, and trust me, guys, look, I know QBR is not by any means some deep analytical um, you know, metric, but just for the sake of QBR ratings, because people are familiar with that, and that's a very common metric. Right now, as things stands, I'm going to read off to you. I'm going to read off the top 10 real quick from, from number one to 10. Josh Allen, Tua is number two. Pat Mahomes, no surprise. Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Cooper, <laughs> Cooper Rush. Um, Jalen, and this shows you why, guys. Okay, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Geno Smith. So some names you'd expect, a few surprises. Very small two-game sample size, guys. Okay, so I get it. So right now, though, Tua is number two. The Tua hype train is at full speed right now. It's at a maximum after that insane passing display. So here's my question. If someone were to say this to you, because I don't really believe this, but Tua will remain in the top five QBR rating by the end of the regular NFL season. Would you say sweat or no sweat, Matt? I I think you'll sweat that one out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, he's looked good. Me, both and I, both you and I are not Tua people and he has looked good, but mm -hmm. the Ravens, we talked about how injured their secondary was. Yep. I find it unlikely that he'll be able to, I mean, obviously he's not going to have six touchdowns and over 400 yards, but sure. I, sure. I think that we will see Tua struggle 
similar to what we saw him do last year uh, more often. I mean, maybe not more often than not, but often enough that he won't finish top five because players out of that top five. I mean, we don't have Joe Burrow in there. We don't have Russell Wilson. We don't have Lamar Jackson. I mean, Jalen Hurts might, might fall out of the top five, but like Brady's at 24. Aaron Rodgers is at 26. Like some of these yeah. players that are, I mean, obviously quarterbacks that we know as, as elite are not up there yet. Or I mean, just have slow starts, whatever you want to call it. So I don't think and either way I'm going sweat. I am going sweat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I would go with you as well. I was just curious to see. So it's official guys. So when, if, if Tua destroys the NFL and goes on a crazy heater, you can come back to this episode and say the parlay doc and Jedi mode, I just two haters and they were stupid, <laughs> but it looks like we're, we're still kind of dug in with our stance. So what do you, what do you got for me, Matt? What's your sweat or no sweat? Um, bef- before I give you mine, did you see the clip someone was putting on Twitter? They just flipped this camera screen. So they basically showed what it would look like if Tua was a right-handed quarterback. They literally just flipped it. Did you see that on Twitter? Yeah, yeah I did. That was so random. I it was saw, so random. I, saw that I gotta yeah. say right-handed quarterbacks just look better than left-handed quarterbacks. <laughs> So I wonder how much of this is the fact that he's just a lefty and the ball looks like it's so weak coming out of his arm. It it looks like you just have to will it to get there. And then you switch him to a righty and the dude's throwing lasers all over the field. So maybe we're just biased against left-handed quarterbacks. Could be, could be. We're just, we just need to switch our our view around. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so for me, my sweater, no sweat. I have even at 0-2, the Bengals still make the playoffs. So if you wanted to bet that, It'd be plus 140 on FanDuel if you agree with me. But what do you oh, think? Sweat or no sweat? My gosh. Um, man, man. And I I love I was caught up in all the Bengals excitement last year, but man, I would man. I'm trying not to be overreactionary with recency bias, but it, it looks dice, it looks dicey right now. I'm I'm gonna say sweat. I don't know if I would even put any of my money on that right now. Just plus one forty, not worth plus one forty. Like I I I'd almost, I'd almost want it to be closer to like plus 180, 200, like to entice me a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I was the one. I was the one that's like, look, they've made some O-line upgrades, blah, blah, blah. And I I don't see it right now. Even with the quote-unquote upgrades, it's it's been hard to keep Burrow upright. He, he doesn't look very comfortable there in the pocket. It just, the, the offense is not clicking. I question some of the play calling honestly I, I feel like they need a more balanced approach uh, and tone it down a little bit trying to force this exciting you know air raid I mean I don't know it just it, it looks dicey over there right now I'm, I'm hoping they're gonna get the ship right I think this week even though I said this last week I think that <laughs> this week may be another chance to right the ship a little bit uh, but it's man it's it's dicey enough that I, I'm going to personally lay off. I, I don't know if I, I would get, get enticed by that at the moment. I'd want a little bit longer odds on that. So, so yeah. I, I'd say sweat. So that's fair. And we'll talk about the Bengals in a little bit, but I mean, two terrible losses. You can't really, you can't really um, like argue your way out of that losing to the Steelers when Mitchell Trubisky has just been awful losing to the Cowboys with Cooper rush. Yeah. It's just awful. But what I will say two things, number one, those are probably two of the best defensive lines in football. JJ or TJ Watt played that whole game. Micah yeah. Parsons is an absolute animal. God, Micah Boy, Parsons, is he good. man. God, he's and, so good. I would bet on him to be defensive player of the year right now at yeah, plus 350. Even that, I, I know you, it's a long season injuries, but right now, God, he looks dangerous, man. He is the favorite at plus 350. I, I like that. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but that's number one. They played really good defensive lines. Number two, they did have three new starters along the offensive line. So yep. you yep. figure it might take time for that to gel over the course of a season. And starting the year, they went off literally against two of the best defensive lines in the entire NFL. So I think they should be panicked. Absolutely. They should be panicked because those are two winnable games that you drop to begin the year is tough because their schedule will get harder. They will play the Ravens twice. They'll play the chiefs. They'll play the bills, all these really good teams, but I'm not ready to panic yet is all I'll say. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. And and again, this week, this is the week you gotta get this. You gotta get this win. Oh yeah, against the Jets. If if you don't win this one, then I will say it's panic time. Oh, it's panic mode. Panic oh, in yeah. the streets. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Panic at the disco. This is it's it's not to sound melodramatic, but this is a must win. This, <laughs> it really is. Not really to sound is. melodramatic, but you should basically just kiss your season goodbye if you don't win this week three game again. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think you're right? wrong. It's just right. Because I mean, that- totally right. The defensive lines, I absolutely, the and offensive line got a gel, but 
you lose to you lose to a Dakless Cowboys. If you lose to the Jets, it's like, oh man, it is panic time. It's it's panic time. I mean, the elite Jets, Joe Flacco is just slinging the ball all up and down the field. I, I mean, I think that's a good team. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. no, we'll, we'll get to the Bengals in one of my. Um, we'll get to them later. But either way, like I said, not ready to panic yet. But we will see. We will see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I put it this way: for me, I I want to see them get it right because NFL is going to be more fun when you have Burrow slinging the rock to uh, all Burrow those wide and Burrow receivers. Chase, like, yeah, God, absolutely. Yeah, it's like I love Chase. I I want to see T Higgins. I want to see all these guys get monster numbers. Like I want offense. I don't want these ugly. God, some of these ugly games we've been seeing lately. My God. Some yeah. Games. Oh yeah. Well, I saw that the unders are hitting at like a seventy percent rate to begin Oof. the year. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Nice. All right, guys, let's do it. Let's let's jump into the meat and potatoes of of the bulk of our our main topic today, week three. So we're talking three main games where we kind of narrowed it down so we could talk a little bit more, not rush through them. So we're going to do Broncos, 49ers, Dolphins, Bills, which is hopefully a nice game and uh, Packers versus Bucks, which will be interesting. So let's we'll kick it off. Let's talk about. The Denver Broncos, who've been somewhat of, well, I guess, a big disappointment so far. Broncos versus the 49ers. Um, so let's let's start off, even before we analyze this. Um, God, Trey Lance, man. Trey Lance. Sucks. Sucks a lot. You, so bad. You really so got terrible. I mean, you really got to feel for the kid. That is yeah. now two years of his NFL career, career where he really hasn't played much. And just the way it happened, I mean, you just, it sucks. It just really sucks. It really does. It really does. So look, um, you know, I don't know. I'm just curious. So this is the problem, right? We we literally saw Trey Lance in a monsoon, and then game two, he basically didn't play, right? Yeah. So we we literally have a monsoon sample size of one game where you can't make heads or tails of was he just that raw, or you know, is it the weather, whatever? What do you blame it on? And then you don't even get to assess him in game two, right? As another start, so. My question is, before we even analyze this, Jimmy G, right? Um, and, and again, totally understand that this is a no sample size compared to, but from w- the one game sample in a monsoon versus having Jimmy G now, do you feel better or worse for the 49ers prospects for, for yeah. this season? It's a good question. I would say their floor is significantly higher. Like, you know what you're getting out of Jimmy that's G. A, he's, that's a good way to put it. Floor is higher. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. going to, he's going to miss some throws. He's going to be really aggravating, but he's generally a steady presence. He'll, he'll lead you to more wins than not when you consider how good the 49ers are. But if Trey Lance had popped, their ceiling was Super Bowl. Um, I don't think that their ceiling is Super Bowl with Jimmy G. I've seen him be too bad too many times and lose them games because of his just either he makes a bad throw he makes a bad decision he whatever whatever he just can't seem to get it together for a full game over a long period of time in terms of the playoffs like their win against the Packers they didn't score an offensive touchdown like they only scored because of special teams and then the next week against the Rams they had a 10-point lead they just couldn't they couldn't close it out so their ceiling is lower like I don't think they have a Super Bowl ceiling anymore but their floor like you know what you're getting out of this team now their floor is significantly higher like your, your Debo's are going to blow up your um Brandon Ayuk's are going to blow up you're going to get a good George Kittle game if he ever plays football because who knows what's up with him in his groin the running game is going to be good so for fantasy purposes not that we're talking about fantasy um, sure. you're a lot more comfortable with their weapons and then in general the team is probably a lot more reliable because the defense like you, since you know what you're getting out of Jimmy G, the defense can just be really good. You're not going to have Lance possibly putting them in, in bad situations with fumbles or with poor throws, or just maybe he's just a bad quarterback and the defense has to do more. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah. I don't necessarily think they're better off for it, but it's there's less uncertainty, less variance, which is prob- probably comforting for the players, I would imagine. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think, yeah, you probably put it the most eloquently. It's like, I, I feel like there's almost more of a certainty that the, the, the teams you should trounce on, you're probably now for sure going to trounce on. They probably basically. beat the Bears yeah. in week one. Yes, if, that's if, what I was about to say. Yeah. Even in a monsoon, you probably beat the Bears just because of his experience. And, you know, just probably less, he just more, whatever, just comfortable, settled in the pocket, just whatever you want to call it. But basically yeah. his experience would have came through to study them, I feel like, to even win that in a monsoon. Basically. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, 
Yeah, okay. Well, it's just terrible. It's a terrible way yeah, for, for him mean, to go out. You you're know? sick to your stomach. You hate, like, that's not too, like, what are the, I mean, not that we need to talk about this now, but what are the 49ers doing the offseason now? Because how comfortable can you be him going in as your starting quarterback? That's now in his, in his third season. He's barely played. And he's already been incredibly raw. Like, that's the thing. He, he's not I like know. a just or a Trevor Lawrence who you saw play a zillion snaps in college. He barely played. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do, but yeah, I mean, you just got to pit in your stomach for, yeah. for watching him go down like that. It sucks. That happens to him. And Jimmy G gets 300 grand in player incentives for playing that one game, man. And then he'll get that for, throughout the rest of the year. Exactly. It's so Although, crazy. He already had a lot of money. I don't think he's, yeah. I don't think he's necessarily just crazy. Cash just draft. crazy. All right, so let's let's talk about the game that we talked about the big news about Trey Lance, obviously. So here, here's the thing. I'm gonna, I'll quickly give the context of the two teams we're talking about. So you have the 49ers. They're fourth in defense DVOA. And if you break that down, seventh versus the pass, fifth versus the rush, solid. You get Denver, who we've realized their offensive woes and their coaching woes. Um, so both are concerns. But surprisingly, I was surprised by this. Uh, fifth in defensive DVOA, sixth versus the pass, eighth versus the rush. So you get two of these at least top, you know, defenses right now. Uh, and I also looked at, you know, uh, pace of play. And then just to give you context for people who are looking at totals and stuff. So offensive pace of play right now, uh, San Francisco doesn't really surprise me, I guess, uh, 29th. Um, in seconds per play of how long they take. So 29th in pace of play overall. Um, and Denver, not that fast either, 20th. So you get two solid defenses, pretty slow pace of play. So are we going to see an ugly, ugly, slug it out, low scoring game, Matt? Or do you think these are just metrics? And from your eye test, you're, you think that this is going to be a higher scoring game. It's going to be a little bit more fascinating than a defensive, dirty, ugly game. No, those are some good stats. Um, it makes sense when you think about it. The 49ers side, when you run the ball so much, obviously more seconds are going to come off the clock because the clock is running. Sure. So that makes yeah. sense. And then the Broncos side, they just can't get a play in on time. I Like, what are they I doing? I have no idea. I have no idea what's going you, on with you Nathaniel feel, Hackett and Russ. And You feel for Russ because from, from his perspective, if he's getting the play calls in late, he has to rush to the line and he doesn't have a chance to dissect the defense or run any sort of motion or anything. He can't. Look who's going to blitz. You can't see the alignment. So to me, this is not a rust problem. This is a coaching problem. And I think that is more concerning because the, the coaches aren't just going to magically figure it out overnight. Like maybe they will over the course of a season, but clearly there's something broken with their process and they had a whole off season to fine tune it. You're, they're not going to fix it after two games. Um, I'm sure you saw this, but like the perfect way, the perfect summary of how disjointed and horrible this offense has been. I'm did you see this against the Texans? So they had a fourth and two and they took too long deciding whether they were going to go for it or or whether they were going to kick the field goal. So they ended up throwing or, or sending the kicking unit out on the field, but they took too long to decide that. So there was a delay of game. Yeah. Brought them back five yards and then they punted. Like yeah. that that is a that is a travesty. That is an absolute travesty. So you're getting a Broncos team that just can't seem to figure it out offensively. So to answer your question, I mean, the over-under set at like 44, 45, depending on where you look. Yeah. I hadn't actually looked at, at that, but that seems like a hammer, the under situation, which is which is boring. I think this is a Sunday night game. So you hate yeah. saying that. I know, but, I know. But to me, this is a hammer, the under game. Like you can get it at 46, 45 and a half. yeah. I'm looking 45. You can get right now. It looks like points bet uh, minus 105 under 45. That's probably one of the better ones. Or if, if, if you don't have points bet, DraftKings minus 110 for under 45. It looks like from what I could see. Um, and obviously you could look at alt lines, but for the for the current main common line of 45, it looks like you can get it. Yeah, minus 105 points bet right now if you like that. So yeah, yeah, I did find it funny that the Broncos opened up as the favorite in this game. Yeah. Did you see, you saw that I, like the opening line? I regret it now. Yeah. Cause the, it's already moved, but oh, I, ha um, I hammered it. I hammered you got the spread. it. You got I should have right gotten away. money line. Yeah. I didn't have the stones. I hammered yeah. the spread. Yeah. But now they're favored. Now they're, I think minus 113 is the best money line I saw on them. 
Yeah, it's he's shifted even more. It looks like minus one fifteen now. So even even a little bit more more than yeah. what we had it. It looks like so. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I just like Matt was saying. I mean, I, I obviously kind of laid the context by giving all those defensive stats and pace of play stats that I. I don't feel like amazingly strong about it, but I'd probably take the under. And I think the under yeah. is the way to go. So, and and if you like that, like I said, you could still snag it at that 45 line minus one Oh five minus one ten. So I, I do think I'm going to sprinkle on that. Not one of my best bets for the week, but I, I kind of like that under. So I think that's what stands out to me more than anything. So. I like the under a lot. I, I think I would, I mean, I would like, I would lock them both in to me. I like the 49ers money line more than the under personally, just because, I mean, the, the, if you look at who the Broncos played their first two games, the Seahawks, who didn't score an offensive touchdown last week, and the Texans, who might be better than we thought going into the year, but sure. they're still the Texans. Like, that team is completely devoid of talent. They're not even trying to win. They're doing, like, cowardly punts and stuff. So yep. it's like two games in which you have an easy start to the season. You're hoping that your new coaching staff and new quarterback can figure it out, and it's just been a complete, just total mess, like unorganized, just unmitigated clunky disaster. And and they're banged up too. Like Jerry Judy's hurt. Yep. Patrick Sertan is hurt. It's yep. really just um, Cortland Sutton left with the receivers and they still have good running backs. But uh, to me, I've debated making the 49ers money line. One of my best bets. I still might. I have four that I'm debating between. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, either- I, like, I, I take the 49ers too, at this point, I think I missed the value, but you know, I, I would say if I'm going to pick one as part of our predictions for, for the analysis of this game, I, I would take the 49ers. It's just I have no trust right now in Nathaniel Hackett's play calling ability, leadership. Like you said, injuries already banged up. What Banged up when you don't even have the rhythm yet, right? So it's uh-huh. like now you're throwing another wrench in there. So I just I can't trust them. I trust the 49ers defense. I trust the 49ers coaching and play calling. And now that they have Jimmy G, like you said, the floor is higher that I think all those things combined for me point towards a lean on the 49ers. I, I, I do think I would have to go to 49ers money line and the under, like you're saying as well. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have much to say here. It's just it, it, until the Broncos offense can, can get it together, which I'm not confident in, I'm just going to keep fading their offense. Like I thought they would see so the yeah. thing is, so the second half of that Seahawks game, not to go on a, on a total tangent, but yeah. They moved the ball up and down the field, like like they they could they got to the ball in the inside the five yard line three times, three times, fumbled twice, mm-hmm. kicked the field goal the third time. So in my head, I'm like, okay, they had the jitters. Russ going back to Seattle, it was their first game together. Exactly. They figured things out in the second half. Now they're gonna go and they're gonna stomp the Texans. I was very confident in that, and at they were home awful. at at home. At home. Right? At it's, home. It's, their team total was 28 and a half, and one of my favorite bets was that team total over. Oh my god. So I'll, I'll take an L there because <laughs> they looked dreadful. That one's on them. That that one's on them, Jeff. They should, they, I should. You're right. They should pay. They was, should fund me for that. For that they lost bet. <laughs> they should. That's how horrific that letdown is. That that is totally on them. That's just oh my yeah. god. It's not my fault. No, it's not. <laughs> this time I would say it's not gambler's distortion. That's all on them. That was yeah horrific first home opener, man. That's oh my god. And they're getting booed. And the, and the, did you see this? They're getting booed and. The home crowd was counting down the clock because they had so many delay of game penalties and so many times they were like just getting right up to the snap. That was the most entertaining part. Probably. It really was. It really was. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, let's move on to greener pastures. Let's, let's talk about a game. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll, let's debate. We'll see. Is this going to be explosive offense or, or are we going to be maybe a little bit let down for people who like rooting for offense? So let's talk about dolphins versus the bills. Um, and again, here, I'll, I'll read off some quick stats. So bills still no surprise. Number one, defensive DVOA number two versus the past, uh, versus the past good against the run. One interesting, the thing that stood out though, so that we laid the, the, the context for this. If you do the deep dive on individual positional defensive DVOA versus receivers, 12th and 14th versus wide receivers, one and wide receivers two. So average, average. So that was the bills. That was the Bills. Okay. Bills. And so even though overall they're a number two pass defensive DVOA mixed in those stats one layer deeper, is there like they're above average uh, versus the wide receiver one, wide receiver two, but not total lockdown so far in the first couple of games. So interesting. Um, Miami, <laughs> opposite end of the spectrum. So again, <laughs> we're talking their defense, not offense. Number 26 
uh, defensive DVOA, number 31 versus the pass, um, and below average versus the top receiver, 16th and 27th. So 16th versus wide receiver one, 27th versus wide receiver two. So even within defending wide receiver one and two, a steep drop-off there. Yeah. So interesting steep drop-off. Uh, Buffalo, 25th in pace of play, skewed in my opinion, because they've been just destroying everyone. So now you're just running the ball. So take that with a grain of salt, guys. Skewed, efficient in scoring in the early part of the game, and then pace slows down due to being in the lead. Miami, 32nd in pace of play. 32nd. Wow. Yeah, which you think exciting offense, Waddle, Hill, blah, blah, blah. 32nd in pace of play. So so this is where I'm, I was kind of perplexed. So now you get top defense in the bills are they the question then is are they going to shut down that explosive fourth quarter offense we saw so will that actually happen yes or no can they contain that uh and interestingly even though these stats are skewed because of buffalo's winning tendencies and then slowing it down with a run miami is 32nd in pace of play so are we actually fooling ourselves to think that this game is also going to be a monstrously high scoring game um because if you believe that the Bills can shut down and contain Tua and their receivers, and if Miami's 32nd in pace of play, if they're playing from behind, let's assume, and you get a bunch of three and outs and Buffalo shifts to that run game, are we going to see a low scoring game? Or is that just a made up narrative? And this is going to be an enormous explosive outburst. What What's your sense on those stats that you, you're hearing? Yeah. That, that pace of play is interesting. Cause when it's you, weird. it's when you, weird. Yeah. Well, so in week one, they were leading that entire game. So that makes sense, right? That just, one's that skews it a little. That makes sense. But when you think, so thinking about week two against the Ravens, the Ravens scored on a kick return touchdown. Mm-hmm. They scored on like an 80 yard Lamar Jackson run. Yep. And they scored on a 80 yard pass to Rashad Bateman. So three of their touchdowns, took no time at all. So my guess is why the pace of play was so slow, even though they needed to come back. Hey, they did it so quickly. It was like two long bombs to Tyree kill. Next thing you know, the game was tied. So it wasn't like they were consistently in the hurry up offense until the very, very end of the game. That is true. So that could be part of it. Yep. Yeah. I think that that would be my guess about why those numbers are so like wacky when you consider they had to come back against the Ravens, but yep. there's two minds of it, right? Like the first side of it is, the Ravens secondary was banged up in the, the in credit to the Dolphins. Did you see like the yards traveled of the secondary of the Ravens, like how much they spread them out and made them yeah. chase Waddle, made them chase Hill. Like that is smart, good coaching. Um, the Bills defense is better than the Ravens defense, but they could be just as banged up. Like we saw the, the scary injury to Dane Jackson, who's yeah. luckily he's fine. So you don't have to worry about that, but he didn't practice on Wednesday. He's probably out for this game. There's starting safety. So Dane Jackson is their slot corner. Their starting safety, Micah Hyde, also didn't practice with a neck injury. Their other starting safety, Jordan Poyer, was limited in practice with a hamstring injury. Their starting defensive tackle, Ed Oliver, didn't practice. They're already missing Tredavious White, who is on the PUP. So this Bills defense is insane. They are number one in DVA. They still have um, they still have Von Miller at defensive line. But they could be just as banged up as the Ravens were last week. If both of their starting safeties and Dane Jackson don't play. Um, So the total, I do like the over, but where I settled bills minus five and a half. I saw your tweet about it. I, I I agreed with you. I locked it in on uh, Tipico at bills minus five and a half until the, until the, Bills aren't the best team in the NFL. I'm just going to sure. count on them to continue to be the best team in the NFL. It's really what it comes down to. Sure, sure. Yeah, no. Total, this one's tough. Yeah, I right now, currently, and obviously it's moved a little bit. Right now it's settled currently at 52.5. For me, God, I mean, it's it's a stay away. I'm, I'm not really feeling great on it. If I had to lean, uh, even though I gave all those stats, I, I probably would lean over just because of – Injury concerns, um, I could see the Bills lighting them up and then not, you know, then switching to prevent defense. And then you're going to get some garbage points at the end, potentially. So, yeah, if, if the narrative plays out where I'm biased, thinking the Bills are going to win, um, that that's how it could play out and you get a cover towards the end of the over. So, um, and yeah, prediction wise, um, 
you know, I'm not even going to, cause I already tweeted out and I love it still is that it's, it's shifted to like minus six, but if, if you caught my tweet and this is why you should follow both of us on Twitter um, is, you know, I did like minus five and a half. If you, if you were smarter than me, even the earlier, like look ahead lines, I think they were at like three four and a half, and four, yeah. Yeah, four and a half Something right like around that. there. And it, and then it fluctuated from four and a half up to six and a half came back down to six, five and a half. So there was a lot of movement and I wanted to get it right under that six number. So, so I did lock it in at minus five and a half at points bet. So um, six, fine. You, you get that luxury, that push there. If you need to, I, I probably wouldn't go too much past that because of some of these uncertainties with injuries and stuff. But yeah, I, I like the bills. I, I, I love the bills. And I, like you said, until I'm shown otherwise, I'm not going to try to fade them at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, this is by far the best defense that the Dolphins will have faced. Like the Patriots yes. defense is good, but the Patriots defense, they don't get after you. Like the Bills defense does. That's the biggest difference. The Patriots defense is more of like a sit back. We're not going to get beat over the top. We're going to be um, like, we're going to play off coverage and stuff like that. We're going to let you surgically, you know, move the ball up and down the field. The Bills defense is like, we're going to kick you in the nuts. We're going to go after your quarterback and we're going to like knock your teeth out, which Tua struggles with pressure. I still question his arm strength. I still question his ability to like under pressure, just fire a dart. Like you see Justin Herbert or like Mahomes or whatever. And granted, those are like the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. So not the most fair thing to compare him to, but like, I I just wonder how he's going to react to pressure. So that's the concern with the over in this game is do the bills just swarm to and do we see the, the, the dolphins offense of last year? Yeah. And, and for me, like when I was sitting there debating the, the, the spread and the winner to me, that was the differentiator was the, the pressure that I think two is going to face. And the fact that this is even, and again, there's some question marks in the secondary, but this is probably one standard deviation, one tier way above what he's faced in the first two weeks. Yeah. Not making excuses as some kind of like to a hater, but like, yeah, the, the Ravens were banged up in the secondary Patriots, Right now, this season, I don't even think Belichick could Belichick it, meaning there's just not <laughs> enough talent there. Or there's just that not that team stinks. They're the, one of the most average teams talent wise. And even with Belichick's Sith like powers to, you know, make people just play above and beyond yeah. their their talents. Like, I don't know if he's gonna be able to work that magic this year. And they look very vanilla, very average. So this is truly like a step up. So that's the key component. I want to see with pressure and with a better defense all around. Can Tua still stay composed in the pocket, hit his target receivers running their routes, or is he just going to get frazzled? And, and that's what I'm interested to see. The other thing that stands out to me, obviously props really aren't proliferated right now for a lot of options because it's still a little bit early for this game. But that key stat there, right, I, that the the fact that, you know, the the, the Dolphins aren't so great um, in terms of pass defense and that steep drop off that. They're going to obviously focus their energies on shutting down wide receiver one, meaning Stefan Diggs, who just went off, who just, who just went off. So even more so. Yeah. And then you see that steep drop off to 27th, almost the bottom in defending the other receivers, the wide receiver two. If it wasn't such a question mark about Gabe Davis's health. And, and even if he does come back, who knows how healthy it is. Like I would have smashed any Gabe Davis prop, honestly, seeing that specific outlier stat on their secondary. So my question is, you know, let's say Gabe Davis is you're questioning his health. Let's say Gabe Davis doesn't play, you know, who would you take knowing that they're going to key on Stefan and there seems to be a huge drop off when it comes to guarding the other receivers, like who would be your go-to in terms of like that second man up for the bills, who's, who's going to exploit the softness because they're so keyed up on digs and because they suck. <laughs> passing on a passing defense if if it's not Gabe Davis who would you go with like who would be your backup if you were just hypothetically where sure, would you go sure. where would you go yeah that's tough because like the other two receivers they have Crowder and McKenzie are more like slot receivers kind of gadgety plays I know and it becomes like platoon work for receiving you know what I mean and yeah. it's tough it's tough to say who stands out so if God, I had I wish to Gabe one... was I wish Gabe was healthy because then I would just be like I, I would be all in on game. Yeah. Games. Well, he, he returned the practice. So there's like, there's hope yeah. that, that he can play this week. I'd probably lean McKenzie, but 
I'd probably end up staying away at that point, which is kind of a cop-out answer, but no, it is right. Cause that's the problem. Cause after Gabe Davis, there isn't like a, a key, like this is the wide receiver too. Right? I mean, exactly. Like, they just don't have that identified. Right. That's the problem. It's, but... it's digs in, in uh, Gabe Davis. And then it's, I mean, yeah. like uh tight end is fine. Uh, whose name is escaping me. Uh, Dawson Knox, like he's fine. Dawson Knox, he's yeah. fine. But it's a lot of, two monster targets and then whoever can get the ancillary like yep. and so an ancillary targets and then break a break off a big play is, is really what it comes down to which which is tough to project week over week it is so this is more for you degenerate so keep an eye on <laughs> that okay and if gabe davis is there and he and you're hearing reports from practice that he's relatively healthy he's actually good to go i i might i might jump on that or if you don't trust that or if there's reports he's not going to play I think there's an opportunity here where someone's going to go bananas. Someone, one of those guys who who's you don't expect right from, from the previous two weeks stats, someone's going to go off in my opinion that, you know, the minus dig, somebody's going to go off. I just don't know who that is. So just keep your ears to the ground and look at those injury reports, but someone in that second wide receiver two position is going to go nuts in my opinion, this game. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, the injury report even outside of Gabe Davis is very important this week for the, uh, for the bills. Cause you need to see about their safeties. You need to see about Ed Oliver. Are they going to be, are they going to be banged up? Like if they're missing three fourths of their secondary, then maybe you do look to take the over. Maybe you do look yeah, at, no, exactly. at overs for Tua and all that stuff. Yeah. You got to adapt on the fly guys. Yeah, exactly. Injury reports. Like, I mean, similar to the NBA, except NBA is just load management. It's like finding out who's going to play, who's not going to play and then figuring out what you can, how you can take advantage of that. God, NBA is the worst. NBA is the worst with injury reports. They are the worst. Because seriously, at least if yeah, because if someone's banged up, then you know to expect it. But when people just get rested out of the blue, it's everything. It's just like, well, that, that, we're screwed now. Yeah, pretty much. All right, guys. Home stretch. We are talking Packers versus Bucks. So here we go, guys. Like uh, unless it's changed, right? Mike Evans, it's official, right? He's, he's out. out. He's out. He's Ooh. out. Ooh. Oh man, gross. That is. That is gross for an offense that's still trying to find its stride right now, guys. So, so no Mike Evans there. Um, you know, I I wonder again. So to to just lay the framework here, I'm I'm wondering if this is going to be a slow grinding game, guys. And I I hate to be this downer. I might keep saying that for for all these things, but it's just um, the Bucks are having some offensive woes, but their defense is still pretty damn good. Second defense DVOA, number one. Number one in pass defense DVOA. Here's the key though. Uh, 15 versus the rush. So just average middle of the road, but one versus pass defense. So establishing the run is going to be essential for the green Bay Packers. And it seems like they had no problem with that last week. Holy crap. Um, yeah, Aaron Jones. Holy crap. Aaron Jones. Jesus, man. Um, but, you know, is again, and I keep asking you the same repetitive question, knowing that the defense is still premier, but their offense is having offensive woes and you're missing Mike Evans. And if that's the case, that's the soft spot. And if the Packers are going to run it, which means draining the clock, is this going to be another is this going to be another grinder? Is this going to be an ugly, low scoring affair, Matt? Yeah, I'm hammering the under in this game, which is boring. Okay which is boring, but it's so I saw this on Twitter. It's the lowest over under in an Aaron Rodgers game since 2015. When if you remember that year is when Jordy Nelson got hurt, like their uh, offense was yeah. just kind of, which is yeah. not good. And it's the lowest that Tom Brady's ever had as a member of the Buccaneers. So it's at like 42, 41 and a half, depending where you look, most books have it at uh, 41 and a half, but you can get it on Caesars and points bet at 42. I love this under. So the Bucks have scored. 19 points combined in their two games. They scored 19 against the Cowboys and they scored 20. Well, no. So they scored 20 against the Saints. Seven of that was an inner was a pick six. So in reality, they scored 13 against the Saints. Yeah. A little inflated. Yeah. And they like their defense gave them optimal opportunities to score. Like they kept getting stops, kept getting stops, kept getting stops. Now you wonder if the offense knew that the defense was going to be able to hold the opposing team's offense. So they didn't quite have their foot on the gas, but Tom Brady was pissed. Like he's not happy. You saw him cursing. He was throwing oh. tablets all over the field on like he wanted, he wants his yep. offense to work, Yep. but his receivers are banged up. His offensive line 
is banged up. Like I think the wrong team, long story short, is favored here. I, I got the Packers at plus 120 early in the week. I thought there's there, there's no reason why the Bucks should be favored in this game. Now they're down at like pretty much even money on most books. You can get them at like plus 100 on most books, but I love the Packers in this matchup. Like Evans is out. Julio and Godwin missed last week. They're still missing yep. like four offensive linemen from last week. And the, and the Packers, I think people are just not sure what to do sure. with their offense, but they still have the sixth best offense in terms of DVOA, which I, I think you mentioned that. I know you're mentioning stats, um, which makes sense because against Minnesota, they didn't score, but they moved the ball. They got stopped on fourth down yep. like multiple times. So I like that. I don't know what you think, but I know I've, I've, I've talked, but I like the Packers in this one. Yeah, no, I, I think I actually agreed. I, I actually thought I, I found it odd. I mean, I get it, but I still find it odd when you, when you actually look at the stats and, and you look at how they played from start to finish in both games that I would have, if I were the line maker, I would have came out with the Packers as the favorite from the get-go. So yeah. Um, I think right now, yeah, not as much value now versus if you hopped on it earlier, but you could still plus 105, um, even on major books. So DraftKings points bet plus 105. So if I'm taking a bet here, I'm I'm going with the Packers because I it was already a struggle when the offense was healthy. And now you're you're already having banged up guys, key guys. This is a very top heavy offense. After after Evans is gone, and if Godwin's not at full health and all that. Julio. Julio, who, who, this is, a, you're, you're talking about what the Scotty Millers of the Scotty world. Miller, and the, Rashad and the Perriman, yeah. Russell Gage. Yeah. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. It's really not pretty. Okay. And um, you know, as much as Tom Brady can elevate these like kind of no name folks or, or the run of the mill, you know, uh, plug and play players, this isn't new England and this isn't Belichick as much as I like, I like bulls, but I'm just saying, it's it's not the same scenario. Like you need and, that talent around him right now, you know. And Bruce Arians isn't there anymore. Like he like I think that's kind of gone on under talked about. Is he was obviously the the offensive mastermind and yep. uh, the offensive coordinator was unchanged, Byron Leftwich. But it's different when you go from being the guy, which he is now, to having Bruce Arians, who who was the guy. And so maybe it's just because the offensive line is banged up and the weapons are banged up, but something just feels off about Brady. Like he missed all that time in the off season and he came back and was like, Oh, I'm 40 years old. I got a lot of stuff going on. And, and there's like all these reports about friction and his marriage. And then he, how you retired and then unretired. I, I'm just, I'm getting some weird vibes from Brady and like how he's struggling. And it could just be the offensive line. Like he, there's a couple years when he was on the Patriots where he struggled because that offensive line stunk. And they fixed it. And then what do you know? He was Brady again. So it could just be as simple as that, missing his O-line, missing his weapons. But I'm just getting I, I don't I have getting some weird vibes from this Bucks team. But so that that defense is legit. That's so that's for sure. That defense is legit. So you're blaming Giselle, basically. Yes. Is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. No, it, it is weird. It's just, yeah, it's strange. It's 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 like you said, you have to look a little deeper. And they, they really were not moving the ball very well against the saints. And I know it's like against the saints. It's it's, I don't care. That's old narratives. It's the reality is they were struggling, you know, against the saints, they were struggling in in the first week. It just, it it doesn't look great right now. Obviously we know Brady, I'm not going to, I'm not going to doubt the goat and I'm not going to doubt his fire and desire. And you saw how heated he got to kind of will them to win, you know, that game barely basically. So, yeah, but I, I still have to say, look, right now, if you guys today, right now, who would I want as my QB? I would go with Aaron Rodgers. And, um, you know, I, yeah. I would, a few years back, maybe I sing a different deal. Like today, I'm going to trust Aaron Rodgers more as my as my QB, QB between the two. That, um, And this is a QB-driven league. And not that he has a ton of premier offensive weapons um, in terms of receivers by any means, but that run game look, they look committed to it. And it looked damn good that you establish that early. You will find your opportunities to pick and pop. And you know, that Rogers has that IQ to, to pick his spots of when to do that. Right. So I just, I, I feel pretty decent about the Packers, even at plus money, like not even just like a lean. Like it's, I think it's a solid bet on the Packers. Yeah, money, me honestly. too. I mean, I, I think the wrong team's favorite. Like I, I, I was, sure, I got the, like I said, plus one twenty. I locked them in. 
befuddled Smart. why the Bucks were so were the not even I mean not so favorite it's not a monster favorite but just favorite at all. Yeah. Um. I, I think the Green Bay defense is not is underrated because of the the circus around Aaron Rodgers and the offense. And that's a good defense. Kenny Clark's a good D lineman. Devondre Campbell is a good linebacker. Like their secondary is yeah. good uh, with Jair Alexander. Like they got Jair's Jair. legit. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, that's a that's a good defense and. Because of the Bucks' injuries on offensive line, they can't rely on the running game like they used to. Like yeah. Fournette was incredibly valuable for the Bucks last year. They don't have that luxury this year because that offensive line stinks. And Fournette's banged up like he always is. Like this, ah, this Bucks team, they're yeah. going to be good because that defense is legit. But I mean, I think they're the favorite to come out of the the NFC. I don't know if I, I don't know if I if I buy that. Now, I don't know who I would pick over them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different question, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to be, I think Tom Brady is going to be frustrated a lot all season. Yeah. It looks like it looks like it. So it looks like we're, we're on the same page there with the Packers at plus money. So, okay. So guys, so let's, let's transition now. Let's wrap things up with our best bets that we're tracking again, right now uh, I'm three and three. Matt is a scorching five and one. So combined eight and four. So let's try to keep it rolling. Let's, let's see if I can hold up my end of the bargain here and then keep us in, in the green as a, as a whole. So let's go through, we're going to give each of our three best bets. Um, and those are the three that we pick to track. And obviously when you follow us on Twitter as we're throwing out other random props, other bets, but these are the three best ones that we like the most. So why don't you kick it off, man? What's one of your first ones that you like? So one of the ones in the game we didn't talk about, uh, I did mention that in the sweater, no sweat. Give me the Bengals minus four and a half. Yeah. I think yeah. that for all the reasons why I mentioned, I think it's it's swung a little bit too much against the Bengals. Now, if they struggle against, I mean, the Jets defense is literally 32nd in DVOA. They are the worst defense in the yes. NFL. And yeah. they played the, <laughs> the Ravens, who are fine. Like, that's a good offense. And they sure. played the Browns, who is not a good offense. Sure. Good offensive line, bad quarterback okay receivers if they can't do it against the jets then yes you sound the panic alarm but i'm not ready to throw the Bengals out yet i'm not a believer in joe flacco even though he's been slinging the ball up and down the field <laughs> the first two games mostly last week i guess uh so i'll, I'll take the Bengals minus four and a half i think they re- rely a lot on the run game i think their defense is good and i think their offensive line is going to be in heaven realizing what it's like not facing off against micah parsons or tj watt yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, yeah, that's, I, I think that's a solid one with the Bengals. Cause this is it. I, I, I think if you were going to be motivated early in the season, this, the motivation has to be at its peak right now for the, for the oh, Cincinnati yeah. Bengals that this is, this is the game to bring your a game and get your shit together basically. So I absolutely totally agree. Um, so yeah, so this one we talked about, but I'll just this is this is one of my favorite ones. Is I, I am and I mentioned it. We talked about it before, so I'll be brief. Bills minus five and a half or f- five point five. Uh, so th- so now it's at six. I liked them at minus five point five. I locked it in at minus one oh seven on points bet. So pretty nice odds. Minus one oh seven on points bet. Bills minus five and a half on the spread. You could still get it at minus six. I I think that's fine. I probably wouldn't go above six because of some questions. Keep an eye out on the injury reports on the secondary, things like that. But but that's one of my favorite ones. Prove it, prove it to me. Let them fail me first, and then I'll I'll maybe stay away. But right now, they're you know, they're stupid super bowl bound, and I'm gonna ride that train until it stops rolling, basically. And last week I'm boring. That was one of the one that was the I think the one that hit for me because I had them at minus nine and a half and they covered by a kajillion. A bazillion points. A bazillion points. And why 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 try to, you know mess with it if it's not broken so i am going to ride the bills minus five 5.5 as the spread that's one of my favorite best bets so that's my top one actually so so what's your what's your next one man i like it so there's like six that i was debating between yeah i have a few i i I, this week i have a few so yeah last week i felt i felt like i struggled to get to a third one this one i'm struggling to choose which three i like because and we can mention the the um like the, the ones that we ended up not locking in the ones on yeah. the cutting room floor, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, so the next one I'll take, I'll, I'm just going to go with the 49ers money line. I, I could get it at minus 113 on, on Circa. I would probably lock it in any number minus 120 and below, but 
again, we talked about everything that the defense will travel. That defense is legit. This Broncos offense until it shows me that they're not going to be a clunky, unorganized disaster. I will continue to fade them. So give me the 49ers money line. Nice. I like it. I like it. That was, I mean, that was the one I was debating. It just, it kind of missed the cutoff for me barely, but I, I, I do like that one. I, I like the 49ers quite a bit. So, all right. So um, here's another one that I like. Um, I haven't looked at it recently because I think I bet it very early on, but um, I am going to roll um, and it is, it's a little bit of a high number. I, I am going <laughs> to say that. So, um, you know, no, I'll actually lock it in now. I'll, I'll see if I can actually still. Yeah. I will take the chiefs um, minus 5.5. So that's what I'll do. So Chiefs minus 5.5, minus 107 on points bet. If you don't like points bet, minus 110 on uh, BetMGM, minus 110 on uh, DraftKings. So Chiefs minus 5.5. That's what I'm going to take as my second one. Here's a couple quick reasons why. Um, For all the doubters, uh, Mahomes has shut everybody up. Mahomes is still amazing, and he is the freaking man. The offense is still clicking, even without Tyreek Hill not there. Um, the Colts, my God, I was so wrong about the Colts, and I'll be the first to say it. Yeah. I, yeah. I was so wrong about the Colts. I don't know why. I thought Matt Ryan was a great fit there with everything going on, and it, it's been such a letdown. So um, not that they can't turn around the ship, but here's the thing. We've seen what the the, the Chiefs are doing. Very impressive, look like a true contender. And the Colts are 29th in pass defense DVOA. This is not a great matchup in the air between the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks, top couple, whatever, top three, argue, whatever. I don't care. Top whatever. One of the top quarterbacks um, versus the, the 29th pass defense DVOA. So to me, it's another one of these kind of like not as strong as the bills kind of mentalities, but yeah, I'll wait till they fail me. So I, I will say that the line has shifted even into a more favorable place. So I'm going to rebet that one chiefs minus 5.5 at minus one Oh seven on points, bet. I also have, so the chiefs are one of the, the teams that I was debating. I locked them in at minus five at minus one eleven odds. So I'm with you on the chiefs. I won't make it my official bet just to make things different. And there's three that I'm debating between. And I know the one I choose is going to lose and the two I don't choose is going to win because that's, because that's how gambling works. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, sometimes, (laughs) Um, but I will, and I tweeted this one out and I tagged you because I wanted to apologize. I will take the Texans plus three as my final pick. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I don't so, blame you. I don't, I don't trust the bears worth anything right now. I, yeah. I literally don't. At so, all. so here's my logic. The Texans, I played two teams that, I mean, that we have been terrible, but going into the year, we're thought to be playoff teams and the Colts and the Broncos, and they covered the spread in both of them. Um, now they're going against the bears team that I don't really understand what they're doing. Like they only Justin Fields threw the ball 11 times in a game. They were trailing the entire time. And as much as I love clowning on the Texans, like they're legitimately trying to win. Like their Lovey Smith wants to win games. I'm not sure that the Bears want to win quite yet. With that offensive line and that receiving core, I think they're more looking at their eyes on the future. And Lovey Smith is is an older coach who's like, no, I, I want to win now. Like I, I I don't want any of this crap. So I I'm already regretting it, but I will have the Texans plus three as my final pick. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And and look, uh, everything you said is true. If if you look, go look up at some point this week. Look look at the dead money that the Bears are carrying this year. We're paying Jimmy Graham. We're paying uh, Andy Dalton. We're paying. Um, I can't even. Just like there's like four or five other people. Or I think it added up to like sixty million dollars. I I don't even think it, that's an. It's one of the highest in the league, right? Yeah, one of the highest dead money. Um, pools of money. It's it's just insanity. It's insanity. And I think they said, look, we know we're not winning this year. And that's why they said, F it. We're going to do minor, minor upgrades to the O-line. We're going to go collect everybody's wide receivers, threes and fours. And we're going to call it a day. And this is the result of those types of off-season moves. I I will say, I'm glad that Nagy's not here. So I I think that's great. So I think it's a good culture change. It's just 
just like you said, they're planning for next year and the year after. And when money is freed up, they can make some moves. It's literally for the, it's the, these were all moves to lay the foundation for two years down the road. And this is just not the season. So it's funny because when we were doing the sneak peeks of the, of the season, all these people were like, Oh, this, there's a few games. It's going to be a smash spot for Justin Fields to show off. They, they peg this one. I don't think there's any confidence that the bears are going to run away with this game. They're not letting him throw the ball. Like, I don't understand. It's, it's, it's almost like as if they came into the season, not believing or not even in the season into in the off season, not believing in Justin Fields. So they're like, we're not going to give him good receivers. We're not going to give him a good offensive line. And we're certainly not going to let him throw it. Yep. <laughs> Cause that's what it seems like. It seems like they want to, they want an excuse to move on from him after the year. That's what it feels like. And now I'm not saying there's no reports. Not, I'm not saying that's true. But from an outsider, it's like they're doing they're they're showing you what exactly you shouldn't do with a young quarterback. Yeah. And all I gotta say, and I, I know I texted you this in, in that game versus the Packers, where again, what I, are they doing? They they were they were gonna lose anyway. Okay, anyways, but but there was a point where you could have cut the lead to seven, you know. They could have done exactly what they did against the 49ers. You just hang around long enough. Yep. Yep. But anyways, and, go ahead. You started seeing suddenly, finally, uh, in that second half, early second half, David Montgomery slashing them and just running it. And I'm like, okay, so at least we're going to run it today. Then you get to effing inches, inches, literally half a foot, I don't know, half a foot foot tops from the goal line. And rather than taking it from under center, and I don't know, then push Justin Fields forward, okay? Or hand it off to the guy who's been ripping for six, eight yards a carry. But no, you say, let's run a sh- run. Let's, let's run it in shotgun formation from less than a foot out. And then I don't know, I guess it feels a head start to, I, 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 to, I don't know, run and try to leap over the pile from shotgun. That was the move. I just, and I said, right there, season's done. Season's done. I'm just like, not that dramatic. Good God. Good God, my man. All right. I don't understand. Um, All right. So what'd you have on the cutting room floor? What'd you have as runner ups? Uh, Okay. Well, I actually, my third one was uh, Ravens. I'm taking Ravens to cover against that was going to be my third one. So uh, my third best bet was Ravens. You know, I, I had Bengals basically, but just to mix it up so we're not on the same one, I'm I'm just gonna list a different one so that people have variety. Yeah. So yeah. I I am gonna roll with the Ravens uh, minus uh, two and a half. Uh, you can again minus I don't know why points bet has these ones that are slightly lower than everyone, but minus one oh seven on points bet. Uh, Ravens minus two and a half, and yes, they imploded. But prior to the implosion, they were actually dominating the Dolphins. And I know the end result is what's most important, but I don't think they're going to have that huge of an implosion. You're not going to have the chance of an offensive outburst like that uh, from the Patriots, in my opinion. You can see, yes, I wasn't high on him. And this one's playing out true that Mac Jones is not looking so hot. And Mac Jones is very vanilla. It does seem, and I'm not trying to like, make these proclamations, but yeah, maybe it's the system um, versus him being this world beating quarterback. So they don't have the weapons. I don't think they're going to have the offensive capabilities like the dolphins had to make this epic comeback. Um, As long as they can just play like they did in the first three quarters uh, of that game, you're asking me to just get a field goal to cover this. I'm going to roll with the Ravens minus two and a half as my third one. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. I, um, I'm surprised by this. So I did a video on Monday looking at early lines and there's a plus EV play on the Ravens money line at minus 148, which those odds aren't, aren't great, but I was so confident in that. And I was so confident that that would be, and that would end up beating the closing line by a, a significant margin. Like every other book had it in the minus 165 range. I got it at minus 148. I put two units on it, which is rare. I don't normally put okay. two units on a play. And I was like, I, I'm confident this is going to end up beating the closing line for whatever reason. And I don't get it. Money has been coming in the opposite way. So it actually ended up being the opposite of what I said. It's, it's so far. I mean, granted, it's only what when we're recording this on Wednesday. So yeah, things could obviously change. But more money is coming in on the Patriots, which which I find interesting. And, and I'm totally with you. Like what the Dolphins did 
against the Ravens, the is an entirely different universe of what that Patriots offense is capable yes, of. Exactly. You're, like they can't replicate the team speed of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like no way. No way. No way. That, and, and that's my rationale. I mean, fade it or like it. Uh, that that's exactly my thing. And and look, man, it's, and that's the crazy part. Like and with me too. Um, you saw me pause there when I talked about my Chiefs one, which was my second pick, because I originally got it at six and a half, and I'm like, oh, this is going to get bet up to seven, seven and a half, and and that's why I'm like, oh, like. For transparency's sake, I did tweet out minus six and a half, um, you know, but now at five, I'm just going to rebet it. And, uh, you know, I guess I'll have to debate if I'm going to lose a little bit and cash mm-hmm. out, which is stupid. But um, I, I want to lock it in now. And and you guys have the opportunity to lock it in five, five and a half. And it's these weird things happen, guys. Sometimes you try to predict and you think you're going to beat the movement. I yeah. can't, ex- I can't explain it. Um, you I was know, wrong. Yeah. I took it. I was wrong. I was wrong on the chiefs, just like you're saying with the Ravens. So I don't get it sometimes, but I'll, I'll gladly take it at a, even a lower spread for the chiefs and take it at minus five and a half. So, you yeah. Know. Yeah. So the Ravens money line was, was one that I left out. Saints minus two and a half was one that I considered. Um, you're going to laugh That's... at me for this, but like the commanders plus seven, that's just too many points for, for my blood. I think that's going to be within a touchdown. I, I like the commanders plus seven. Interesting, but okay. I couldn't do it. I couldn't back Carson Wentz. Um, um, and then the last one is the over in the Bills Dolphins. The only reason why I didn't make that an official play is because I want to wait for the injury report. Like if all those players are yeah. playing, then I'm not as confident in that. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I, I was very similar. I, I probably would not. I'm. I'm. I don't know about the the Commanders one, but we already talked about the Packers. I, I, I am going to, you know, I have some money on them sprinkled for the positive. I like the 49ers as one that I was thinking about. I do like the saints actually as another one. So a lot of those minus the commanders one where we're pretty much on the same page on those. So, um, so again, okay. So let's real quick before we wrap up in case people watch this before the Thursday night game. Um, I'm not going to lie. None of, none of them, none, nothing related to tomorrow made it even close to my best bets. I don't really have much confidence in anything tomorrow, but any, anything that you're sprinkling on as a lean or a small bet, half unit, quarter unit, anything that you're going to sprinkle on just to have some action tomorrow on, on yeah. the Thursday game. I like the Steelers. Um, I looked this up and I'll, I'll keep it brief. Mike Tomlin is basically a covering machine on under two separate scenarios. Number one, divisional games. He covers at the highest percent, of divisional games in the entire NFL since 2010 at like 58.3%. The Steelers also cover at the second highest rate in the NFL as underdogs. Both of those things are, um, well, sorry, knock my headphones out. Both of those, both of those things are being met in this game. And I don't like, I don't get the Browns to me shouldn't be getting, I think I, they were at like six and a half at yep. one point. It's now they gone were. down, now gone mm-hmm. down to four and a half. Four, I like four the Steelers. And a half. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I also like the under 38 and a half is a grossly low number. Those two teams played last year. Both, both games went under 38 and a half. So that, that if you want to like do like a small SGP on Steelers and, and under, I'd, I'd probably recommend that over any bigger play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I agree with you. I, I, I don't, I don't like it as much now. I think when it was at the larger number, you know, I, I did think to myself, if I was going to bet one, I probably would have taken the Steelers spread. Um, I looked at some player props. I tweeted some out earlier. So that's probably the only thing, at least early, I I'm probably going to do something tomorrow when we do like a, a live stream for prior to the game. But, um, a couple of player props was, uh, I, I kind of, I'm not super strong on it. So I'm splitting it a little bit. So I, I did Kareem hunt for, for two different props. I took Kareem hunt over on his receiving yards at 15.5. So he's actually covered this twice now. So in both of the previous games, once barely at like 16, another at like 20 something. Um, And then the other was for over two and a half receptions, a little dicier at like plus money, like plus 124. The receiving one was like minus uh, 113. Both of those were on FanDuel. So my rationale for, for that was, I don't know if they're going to be as dominant as establishing the run against the Tomlin defense, which again, it's not actually that great so far at stopping the run, but I I would say they're going to play them a bit tougher than what they've experienced, you know, in in the prior weeks that there may be uh, more of a tendency to, to maybe do some of these Kareem hunt style schemes and routes where they're going to get those little screen passes, give him room to maneuver with some tight ends blocking for him, you know, out in the flat to, to make, let him do his thing. 
and even whether he gets yardage or not, if they give him just a couple dump off passes, you just need three of them for plus money. He's covered the, the receiving line twice already. I could see that in my mind playing out. And when you look at the pass defense, which is actually pretty good versus the rush defense from the Steelers, the one soft spot was they seem to be willing to give the receivers those little dump off passes. Yeah. They just don't, they don't want to get burned deep, but yeah. they're actually bottom um, for specifically, I'm not saying pass defense DVO as a whole, but against receiving running backs. And so they're like, we'll give up those stupid one yard, two, two yard, whatever, or hopefully get no gain. And we'll just <laughs> let you do that all day. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's why that plus money one in particular, maybe even more than the yardage one. It's like, it's cause it's for the plus money for the plus money, you know, it's not bad. So I, I, I sprinkled half on both just to kind of, uh, split it a little bit half on the receptions half on the receiving yard so yeah I'm with you on Kareem Hunt he was my favorite anytime touchdown score bet okay um, okay so he's, he's plus 185 Nick Chubb was minus 110 minus 120 they basically split red zone work Nick Chubb got three touchdowns last week yeah. Kareem Hunt got two touchdowns in week one yeah. now it's not obviously as simple as saying oh they're just going to alternate weeks but yeah. in my view they're about maybe 55 45 percent to score a touchdown 55 percent going to chubb sure 45 to hunt but you can get hunt at plus 185 like to me that's just better value so he was my pick for any time touchdown score what what do you think about this and we'll end with this what what is Najee harris plus 160 do you to trust score? that to score which is usually right your premier volume running back you're not going to get plus 160 usually Has right? he scored but, yet this season god i don't know if he has that's probably part of the reason he right? hasn't yeah, yeah. No so Plus 160. I don't know. I guess he had a he had a receiving touchdown. Receiving touchdown. Yeah. So but I don't I don't know, man. I mean that offense is just so bad. Betting know, on anybody on the Steelers. I know that's score. the problem. It's, it's like hor- it's, it's horrifying. It's, it's crying to me. Bet me for the value, but I'm like, but Mitch Mitch Trubisky is your quarterback. Because I'm know, a Bears you know, fan. Exactly. I, that's why I'm just like, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here debating that. But God, plus one sixty for just Najee. Just you just need some fluke where they're just close to the goal line. But I keep saying that for every game and it doesn't happen. Like yeah. Montgomery, <laughs> Fournette. Yeah. Oh, the Fournette one hurt. Oh, just kill me. Kill yeah. me on these. Missing it by one. Running backs that have just not been able to pound it through to the goddamn end zone so many times. Yeah. Minus Derrick Henry got us that one, but that's. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 My, my, my hot take, I think Kenny Pickett, if Mitch Trubisky struggles, I think Kenny Pickett comes in at halftime, after halftime. Yeah, at this point, yeah, awful. At this point, yeah, awful. The 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 vibes there are not so good. Not good. Not good. Yeah. Anyways, that game's gonna suck anyways, but it's football, so I'm I'm gonna watch it. So Mitch Trubisky under passing is what (laughs) I mean. He might. Yeah, he he literally might get benched at halftime. He might get pulled. Okay, there you go. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you so much for for messing with us, uh, shooting the shit with us, guys. So. Uh, please, please, please support us, guys. We appreciate you. Our podcast listens are going up, so we really appreciate appreciate it, guys. So every major podcast medium, go check it out. Subscribe to the podcast if you want to just listen to the whole thing on audio. Subscribe here. Or turn on notifications on the YouTube channel so if you want to see the visuals as as, as well as the audio. Um, and like I said, we are doing. We've been pretty good. We've kept our promise, man. We've been doing live streams before these yeah. big games, prime yeah. times, and Sunday mornings. So prime time games, Sunday mornings. We've been doing it, giving you some last minute bets in addition to the best bets in these longer episodes. So please, thank you for the support. Join us um, and join us next week as well. Thank you. Sweat the bat, guys. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and let us know what you thought. Thank you.